Hey everybody, welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Darius. I'm Dylan. And I'm Jan. And we are Trek to the Holodeck, uh, where we rate and review and create a list of every single Holodeck episode in Star Trek canon ever. Woo! And yeah. you might be asking yourself, if you've never seen a Star Trek episode ever and you stumbled upon this podcast, what is the holodeck? It's like a room that you walk into and you go, do do do, computer, please uh, bring me to the Himalaya Mountains, you know, and like, and it brings you there. Uh, so it's like VR, but in like a room. Yeah, and we're rating these, uh, we're rating these episodes and these holodeck scenes on uh, a system that we created for this podcast called the Drask system. It's dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. Foolproof. Uh, this week, we're doing another, our second Lower Decks episode uh, called Terminal Provocations. It aired on September 10th, 2020. So, yeah. very recent. It's a new one. Uh, and just a heads up uh, on this list, we will be doing any episode of Star Trek where you see the holodeck. Oh, right. uh, so, that is if the whole episode takes place in the holodeck or if you're walking like through the hallways and like the holodeck opens and you see like someone fucking around in there, that episode will get rated. Yes. The definitive list. <clears throat> so, uh, grab a nice cold beverage, maybe some popcorn, pop those earbuds into your uh, ear holes, and uh, join us on our. Trek to the Holodeck! I believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. I'm just going to let that one really ride out. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm pretty pumped about this one. I feel like this is the episode. I feel like this is the episode that that people really jumped on board based on like me looking like yeah. being on Reddit and looking at a Star Trek Reddit. And people were like, okay, yeah, this show works for me. That yeah, it was yeah. the ad episode for me completely as well. It was just like, this is good. And then this episode happened and I was like, there it is. Like, yep. that's yeah. that's the show. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. It's because they, this is one of the episodes that I feel like they don't do a lot of fan service. Like, I could be wrong. I, it's been a while since I saw the episodes before this. And by a while, I mean like a month. Um, yeah. But it seems like they were throwing <laughs> seventeen in, scandals ago. They were throwing in <laughs> fan service all over the place. Whereas here, I think the most fan service we get is like the Titan, and that's like and a throwaway. In the beginning thing. of the episode, yeah, yeah they're the, the yeah. yeah the opening, the humming. Like, but the that humming. to me seemed like I don't know. That didn't seem fan servicey. That felt more just like you what you would be doing in that situation, like the famous ships, right? Yeah. That's true. I have some thoughts on that. It's funny because, like, I think I care less about fan service than you guys, but yeah. that bothered me more than you. Wow, that's so fascinating. Yeah, I, I love it. I love this. I love that we can disagree. <laughs> it's on dynamic. This. Um, this uh this episode of Lower Decks uh aired September tenth, twenty twenty, very recently. Uh, it was written by John Cochran, 
I think that's how his name is pronounced. And directed by Bob Suarez. John Cochran, like, like Cochran, like, yeah, like the great great grand grandfather to Zephyrin Cochran. Yeah, Zephyrin Cochran. <laughs> <laughs> Cochran. Oh, I guess man. actually this would be yeah, his great forty three or so years away. I think from first contact could just be his father. Could be his dad. <laughs> Could be his dad. Whoa. John, you better have named one of your kids Zephram or else we're Zephram. never going to get the future we need. Yeah. At, yeah. at the very least, a middle name <laughs> yeah. for one of John's kids if he has children. <laughs> you can't um, have the name Cochran and be a Star Trek writer and right? not put Zeph somewhere in there. Come on. Zephy. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, did you? Music- oh, yeah. Music. Go ahead. Music was by Chris West. Chris Westlake. Chrissy West. Chris, Chrissy West. Chris, Chris think, Lake. You know, we, I, I, I kind of harped one, on <laughs> Chrissy West. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I harped on him for the intro music and it's mm-hmm. still, it's, it's still not really working for me, but everything else he's done is really great. And I love that he takes little themes from Star Trek movies and TV series and mm-hmm. incorporates yeah. them. Yeah. Not in this episode as much as Crisis Point, which we'll do someday. Yeah. Because in that one, there's like Wrath of Khan, like a lot, I, a lot of the Abrams music. I yeah. accidentally started watching that one, and then halfway through, it was like, "Wait a second, this is not the right fucking app. God damn it! What am I doing?" <laughs> that one's insane. That, that one's, one's nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to uh, but, scroll through, uh, like, like uh, scrub through the episodes till I saw Badgie. To go Me like, too. Oh, this is the episode yeah. we're watching. Okay, cool, cool, cool yeah. Cool. Yeah. I will say that the names of these episodes don't stand out to me in no. the way that other shows' names do. No, they're a little it is. random. Yeah, it's very. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of guest star shout outs in this, so let's get Woo. through them. Uh, the the big one is Tim Robinson as Fletcher. Which, <laughs> I, if you I, if you don't know, we're big Tim Robinson fans. Tim, <laughs> Tim Robinson is probably like one of the best. Uh, like comedians of like the the twenty like the late twenty tens, yeah. you know, like to now. I think to now. he is the funniest guy on television right now. Just so you guys know, this guy is so funny that SNL didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know what to do and with I, him. I really mean that <laughs> no, seriously. Totally, they, because they brought him on SNL as a was terrible. Brought him on yeah. as a writer and just didn't didn't know what like he it just didn't fit like i think yeah it's interesting too because uh uh lauren uh michaels uh brought him on because i think for all the shit lauren gets he's not necessarily a good guy but he does he can he can find comedy like he, he runs a tight people ship. when they're funny and brought him on to um snl and then realized that like tim robinson's so comedy weird. is just not for SNL. <laughs> and so like they just, you know, they didn't renew his contract I think after what a couple of years or something like that. I think he was alone for I like a year. Yeah. 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 Um and, and then like Lauren does, he helped Tim Robinson uh he produced a, a show of Tim Robinson's that they put on Comedy Central uh yeah. which Detroiters Detroiters right? is probably one of the funniest shows. And it went <laughs> it was like when it was on the air it was probably the funniest show on on TV, and it just I, went. I couldn't believe it. It went un like unknown. Like people just didn't know about it. I've told people about the Detroiters, and they went and binged all of the Detroiters, and was like, "How did I not know about this show?" <laughs> it got it's, canceled, right? It only had one season. It, no, it I had think two. two. It had two. Yeah. I think okay. it had two. 
The other actor in Detroiters, uh, I know him as Richard in my head. Sam Richardson. He has a full name. Sam Richardson, thank you. He's hilarious. Uh, he is also, I, th- I think you might even, I mean, he's technically the straight man to Tim Robinson, but he he would not be the straight man in any other show. He wasn't, in that show, he wasn't even a straight man. It was basically a peas in a pod, two crazy people, but yeah, he was the straighter totally. of the two in that show. Yeah. I haven't seen Detroiters, but the one thing that I remember him from is... I think you should leave the when he comes through the time vortex with the robot things, and he's like, "Come on, Scrooge, we gotta kill the Skrillex." <laughs> he was also in Veep. If you didn't, if you didn't know, yeah, that. he's great on Veep. Uh, the other show, which was we've already mentioned, is I think you should leave, which we very. Like we just fucking stole the premise of a sketch from them for one of our Instagram (laughs) videos. Uh, But that show is, I think, where variety slash sketch television should be right now. I guess tech uh, versus SNL. Weren't a lot of those sketches sketches that got rejected? Like the majority of those were rejected from From SNL because they were like, "This is fucking weird, dude." I would describe the sketches for "I think you should leave" as like you think you're about to watch an SNL sketch, and then something else completely different happens, and you're like, "Oh, this is what it's about." If you haven't seen "I Think You Should Leave," check it out. It's on Netflix. Each episode is like 15 minutes, and that's the best part about it. I think Mm -hmm. is like it's so digestible and easy to watch. Um, because you don't have yeah. to invest a lot of time into it. You can watch an episode in 15 and be done. Like, <laughs> Or watch the whole season in two hours like I did, yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> the craziest part about it, though, before we start talking about Star Trek, um, is it— And the 17 other the, yeah, guest stars. Yeah, the 17 other guest stars. <laughs> if, to me, it gets funnier every time I rewatch it. Like, yeah. when I first saw it, I was like, this is pretty funny. And the second time I watched it, I was like— this is fucking hilarious. And then the third time I was like, my brain is exploding. <laughs> like, it's that uh, yeah. that brain exploding meme. With yeah, the, four, the, like, the tears of brain galaxy Yeah, brain. galaxy brain, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so excuse our little comedy uh, detour <laughs> that we just made, but Tim Robinson, check him out. He's yeah. also his, his episode of Characters on Netflix. It's great. We're um, giving him so much free advertising so right now. So much free advertising. <laughs> Other guest star shout-outs, Jack McBrayer is Badgie. So everyone great. knows Jack McBrayer from 30 Rock. Yeah. Jack McBrayer's voice is hard to not notice. So Yeah. And he does a great mm-hmm. job as Badgie. Um, <coughs> Jess McKenna reprises her roles as Barnes and also as the computer. Paul Shear as Billups. Um, Isn't he in the main how cast? How is he not a main cast? I That's what I think because he's like in every episode and he's a, definitely senior staff. Yeah. All he does in this but, one is cry. Oh, no, not – sorry. I don't know one. of a Star Trek show where the chief engineer is not a part of the main cast. Um, <laughs> Honestly, he doesn't have that many Picard. lines because – Does Picard have a real chief engineer? No. Um, they have a – they have the – they have uh, the – The EMHs. EMH. Like – Yeah. Who so is the, the main guy? Also, who's the yeah. he's in the main? Like yeah, how? Uh, whatever. <laughs> I feel like Paul Shear did like a day of recording because like he doesn't have a whole lot of scenes for the season. Like no. I feel like he went in for two hours and was like, "Cool." And to be fair, in this <laughs> you guys, episode, you see him once. Yeah, like, yeah you don't really see him, him. But he's he's sitting in the he's sitting to the left of Captain Freeman, yeah. isn't he? Well, yeah. no, I he's think like, if I we think do this, it'll be an act of war. Maybe you see him a couple times because he there's also him in the uh, in engineering, like getting everything back online. Right. He's like my favorite of the like the the officers. Him and uh, the Bajoran, which 
Shaxx. Shaxx yeah. is probably I don't want to spoil anything. Shaxx is probably but... my favorite, but Ransom is such a like Ransom is such a uh, good so good. like uh, a making fun of Riker t- style character. He's TNG era, like, yeah, for totally. sure. Mm. Totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I put this down Asik Ali as Asif. Yeah. Because I just found it interesting. I like he doesn't have a Wikipedia entry or anything, but he's this big Mollywood star, star like South Indian star. Mollywood. And he's Mollywood. Yeah. I've never it's heard just of a. That. Yeah, well, it's a, the language that's spoken in, in the region of India where he's a big star. Oh, cool. And he's just this, unless it's a different Astik Ali, <laughs> which is entirely possible. <laughs> a lot of people live in India. But, like, this is me, you know, Google, Google researching. Googling, yeah. Um, it's probably a comedian in L.A. Yeah. who's like, oh, they name dropped me, but they think I'm somebody else. <laughs> which, if that is the case. We're uh, so one, sorry. thank you for listening. Yeah. Incredible that you're listening. Two, let us know. You can be a guest star. And three, sorry uh, to the uh, Asik Ali, the one where we think we're talking about, who we're right. not yeah. actually talking about. Uh, uh, the, so he's a member of uh, the Delta um, the Delta Shift. And yeah. another member of Delta Shift is played by Artemis Pebdani, who plays Karavidis, who I was like, is that is that really? And when I looked it up on memory alpha, I was like, yep, it's Artemis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She has <laughs> like she's one she's a, one of those classic character actors where you see her and you hear her and you're like, I know that person, but I don't know where I found like where they're, where from. they're from. Like I d I they're just in so many things. <laughs> and I'm kind of bummed out that like we might I hopefully we'll see this character again and be weird. Like I I just like the idea of they they see it here that Delta Shift is creepy. Yeah. And I just want to see creepy Delta Shift yeah. stuff. I think that's what's so great about this show is that the there are so many characters that and they're all great. And they all have a lot of like they could be great if they spent more time with them or like there's just so many good ones and you want to see more of everyone, which is pretty rare for a show. Yeah. Um and the Drukmani captain was played by uh J. G. Hertzler. J.G. Wentworth. Yeah. No, not J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> J.G. Yeah. Um, you want to you give this little uh, sting? No, no, please do. I don't, You're I don't really it, yeah. know. Uh, okay, well, he's just one of the actors, few seven actors, like Jeffrey Combs, who's played more than five characters in Star Trek. Okay. So, And and I think that it's cool that they brought one of those like those big boys. gun guest stars mm-hmm. to Laura Dex. I think it's the first one that I've noticed. I knew uh, it was because he, yeah. he sounded like Martok. He played Martok, yeah. and I was like, "That's a Kling- that's a Klingon that I've definitely heard before." Yeah, it's Martok who yeah. uh, is big in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, awesome. I think that was that was fun a little Easter egg. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, cool. Well, so let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, what do you guys let's think? Would you talk about? Do you get? Would you guys recommend this episode for the holiday content alone? Oh, I would. I, I think this might be the perfect holiday episode. This is also to, to me, be perfectly honest. I don't. I, I disagree with that, but um, I think that this uh, is a great nod to, and I don't know if they actually did this or not, but it feels like a great nod to the uh, animated series holiday. Practical Joker. Room, Practical yeah. Joker. Totally. Uh, I thought the same thing. Totally. Holodeck, yeah. Or rec room scene. Because it like felt yeah. very similar. I agree. There's a specific moment that I want to reference later when we actually do yeah. it. But I, I was like, oh, is this no? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like an homage to that. Totally. Yeah, I'd say 100. percent But why yeah. do you think this is the perfect holiday scene, Dylan? Or no, I just think this episode is like the perfect 
I don't know. It just encompasses. I mean, we're getting into holodeck stuff. Okay. So we can maybe talk about I'll, it later. Uh, we'll talk about it's it when we talk sting. about the holodeck. It's sting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to keep listening, Asik. <laughs> you have to keep listening, Asik. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how does this episode start? It starts the cold open, which are all one-off jokes. Oh, this is what Lord you wanted X. to get into. <laughs> yeah. The thing we kind of disagree. I mean, I, I, just, I don't, I'm not super bothered by it, but I don't like, it's a nitpick. Mm-hmm. Saying that, so they're all humming, right? Yeah, like, yeah. or Boimler's humming. And like, what is that? He's like, well, this is the Enterprise D at Warp 4. And like, no, no, that sounds like this. And somebody's like, oh, but I love like Voyager, the way Voyager sounds it, you know? And so they're all doing it. And what bothers me is like, I feel like you would say a galaxy class ship at Warp 4 or like, uh, uh, intrepid class starship. I don't know. That for me, this is the fan service stuff. That like, who knows exactly how the Enterprise D's? Um, I feel like it would be the same as all Galaxy class models. The only, the Am only thing, yeah. yes. But the only thing I I could think of here is, for me at least, why I didn't feel as fan servicey is all of these, with exception to Mariner. Mariner's maybe feels a little fan servicey, but she doesn't really get too involved with it. Um, it is all of these characters, uh, Boimler, um, what's his name? They're all nerds. Like they're all Starfleet nerds. And like, That's true. Rutherford, yeah. And, and so it just feels like, oh, well, of course they would know what each. And yes, I, I think every ship is probably going to sound a little different because like the way Jordy <laughs> takes care of the Enterprise D mm. is going to make it sound different because he's tinkering and doing shit than like right. any other episode, you know man. galaxy class starship right so like yeah i could just imagine yeah like somebody <laughs> coming into the enterprise d who designed it and being like what the fuck did you do to my warp engine he's like well you know i kind of <laughs> like rerouted that episode happened <laughs> that episode yes exists, it, yeah. I, in fact it actually literally exists <laughs> yeah. and then he gets real fucking weird about it yeah he gets super <laughs> weird <laughs> So that's why it didn't feel as fan servicey to me because I'm like, right. One, if they were if if they were talking about ships that weren't like famous ships within Starfleet that like only fans would know about, then I'm like, yeah. all right. But Voyager was is a really famous ship within Starfleet. Lost Enterprise in space. D is a very like so it just I don't know it yeah. feels like something that i guess everybody would know about voyager because it's like can you believe that ship fucking came back yeah yeah that's the and one that where thing I'm is like, souped up yeah and, <laughs> and the one who brings up voyager is uh is what's his name i thought it was tendy rutherford no it's rutherford rutherford brings really? up voyager and that makes sense to me because rutherford is just such a nerd when it comes to to engineering such a goober man so of course that's he would true. know what voyager's sounds like you know and like the reason boimler would know what enterprise d sounds like is because he wants to like he loves just keep getting like promoted yeah. you know i don't know it just kind of yeah. seems like even yeah. though it's blown up at this point yeah uh so they yeah okay and i i do like that mariner is like over it I, I yeah i don't know if you guys have been like exploring again the reddit like i have because i'm an idiot uh yeah. but people <laughs> theorize that mariner grew up on the enterprise Oh, really? And his mom was, yeah, Captain Freeman was on the Enterprise. And so that's why she knows all this stuff. Because she's basically like a Wesley Crusher type yeah. kid who That'd grew up cool. there. And I mean, yeah. this is going a little bit like ahead. We can talk about this when we cover the the finale episode because it does have Holodeck in it. But a lot of that stuff gets brought up in the finale of like uh, Riker showing up and knowing her and... Her bringing yeah. up like, well, Wesley 
and his mom work together and all that kind of stuff. So that that yeah. kind of makes sense. Oh shit. That would yeah. that would uh not retcon, but make all of her to me incredibly annoying fan servicey references like totally fine. <laughs> It'd be like, okay, you you were there. But, You're not just yeah. this person who like knows all this stuff. Because they get so meta in the finale, which we won't get into, uh, it makes me feel like, well then when did they become animated? They're getting <laughs> meta with themselves. <laughs> It's an animated show. <laughs> well, they should do whenever they go into the holodeck, it should be live action. That would be my pitch. And they'd be like, no. I'd be like, but it would be great. You do a live action holodeck episode. And they're all like weird and three and, you know. Or oh, this is just a different dimension within Star Trek where everything's animated. Which okay, I think if they yeah. were ever to do a crossover episode, which they talked about, that's how they would do it. Interesting. I'm into it. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so anyways, Ransom sees all these ensigns being fucking weird. <laughs> and I do like that he just plays it at the top of his intelligence. It's like, <laughs> shit. Because like in Starfleet, yeah. this kind of shit probably happens all the time. Like, fuck, okay, there's something wrong. There's some alien. Space bugs. They're all sitting in a circle humming. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there tackles Boimler. And yeah. yeah. So basically like what happens in the episode is like, uh, these dudes, the Drukmani show up and they're like, they find this wreckage of a Starfleet ship and they're like, this is ours. And uh, the Cerritos is like, no, it's ours. And they're like, but we found it. Um, so they're kind of just having this like little. Can I say one thing I kind of don't like about uh, Lower Decks? And while it's funny and I laugh at it every time, I don't really like how Lower Decks so far has made out every alien race to be a bunch of dummies. Yeah. Like if they're not a part of Starfleet, they're all a bunch of freaking dummies. Like the, the yeah. Drew Monty's like, but why, why do you get it? It's ours. We want it. Yeah. It's ours. And then like, yeah. They're, so but it I does say yeah. TNG has a lot of species like that. Yeah. Though, that's that true. They, they come across <laughs> and then they're like, we want this. And Picard's like, oh, I mean, maybe it's because you have to respect your rights. And they're yeah. really playing up the dummy aspect of it, that it feels different right. than like TNG. Yeah. And of course. I, I'm, I'm sure you're thinking also maybe of the finale that just happened, yeah. but those species do appear in the next generation yeah. and the original series. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of the Duke money, I like, I like the steadfast Starfleetness of it. And, and, and Captain Freeman being like, no, we just have to fucking we we could blow them up and Shax is, tries to. It's like we we can try to do this Shax's diplomatically. Line of like uh, we've waited long enough. Can't we just blow them up? I've been good all week. Okay, it's so good. He says he says, uh, "Can I blow up their warp core? I've been so good this month." I I my theory on Shax for the pitch for him was that like what if Worf's internal monologue was external? Like <laughs> Because he always says the things that I feel like Worf wants to. Totally. Because Worf is always like, phasers are ready, Captain. The thing that he doesn't say is, and I really, really would like to blow them up. But Shax is like, I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> uh, man. I also uh, love that line from him where they're like, they're like, I advise we, we probably shouldn't fire on them. And they go to him and he's like, I advise we fire on them. Just like immediately. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. He's great. And then later on, once they decide to actually fire, he's just so excited to get to fire something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the phaser's just... And the... So that's the the A plot that's actually a C plot because it's lower decks. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, we've got uh, Blamler, Mariner, and and Fletcher uh, doing core stuff. I don't know what are those things called. The, the little things are pulling out of the. Th- are they warp cores? Well, you're you're glossing over the the replicator competition where oh, Fletcher yeah. is just drinking. Yeah. What is it? Cantaloupe, like <laughs> sorbet or something, yeah. out of a replicator, and they're all like cheering him on. Yeah, and he's gonna break and the record. They're like they love Fletcher because Fletcher seems like a fun guy to be around. And that's yeah, the, Fletcher is just a he's that guy in college that everyone loves, but he's yeah, probably he's not the smartest person. Total in, bro. In the room, but yeah. he's just yeah. And he ends up replicating uh, the doctor some nachos. Yeah, man, afterwards. those nachos really those made nachos me want nachos. So good. <laughs> oh, I love that the food on Lower Decks is always themed to the ship. Like <laughs> yeah. they eat a lot of Southwest, like you yeah. know, Southern California food on the Cerritos. Nachos, yeah. but burgers. there's an episode where they they meet a nice, really, really nice ship called the Vancouver. <laughs> Yeah. Which is like everything the Cerritos is, but nice, <laughs> which is very funny. Uh, <laughs> but they're eating poutine. It's all Canadian food. Yeah, that's if you incredible. See, if you see their mess hall, but the Cerritos, <laughs> yeah. That's just a like, yeah. I, I, I see that writers. Very funny. I, I see you. I see you. Uh, One of my yeah. favorite bits from that scene is like when uh, Mariner bumps into the doctor and she gets super pissed and it's like, you know, like, you should be on Starbase 80. And like always, my favorite bits are people from really far away going, "Oh damn, Starbucks eighty! <laughs> oh shit!" I I agree. I think we've never heard a starbase being numbered so high. Right. Yeah, in Star Trek, they're always they always stay in the tens. You know, like one through ten. Yeah. But like Starbase 80, oh, how shit. shitty must Starbase 80 be? Or could you imagine damn, if there's a Starbase Deep Space 80? 80 and you're like, deep oh, space 80. oh man, God. Jesus. <laughs> that would actually be Deep Space. Because I think we've, have you ever noticed that Deep Space stations are always kind of like on a major highway? Yeah. Of yeah. Like, like, oh, deep we stopped out is... Deep Space 2. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should rebrand Deep Spaces for sure. Um, yeah. So they're working on the warp. They're working on cores. Uh, I think it's computer cores. Computer cores are, it's not warp cores, but they're working on cores and uh, they're working on them. And then um, Mariner and Boimler are like, oh man, this is going to take forever. We're going to miss the choo choo dance. Um, The whole choo choo train (laughs) goes by and they're like, choo choo. (laughs) Which uh, the choo choo dance for me is such a funny thing. I don't know why. It's just hilarious (laughs) because of how excited they are about it. I feel like you don't see a lot of whatever pop culture is yeah. in the future mm-hmm. in Star Trek. And so this is the first time where they're like, yep, there's pop culture and it's this it's wedding song. Yeah. That's what's so exciting. Like that I would I actually really love this because like there's stuff like in TNG when they're like, We're going to a play or we're going to a performance and like in a lot and especially the new track, like I completely poetry. miss that stuff, like a bunch. So the fact that they have like somebody comes to the ship to do a concert is so like fun like trek stuff for me where i'm like yeah like these are people and they get to go to concerts and stuff too they're not just like these military nerds. like nerds yeah it's like they're people so the choo-choo I mean, they're nerds but yeah yeah. yeah 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 no i love it too i i love it and i love how wholesomely into the choo-choo <laughs> thing they are um the zebulon sisters the zebulon yeah. sisters doing the choo-choo dance um choo-choo. and they're like sad that they're not gonna get to go because they have to finish uh working on these cores and fletcher's like hey uh 
in classic Fletcher form of being like the the guy that wants to be loved by everybody. He's like, you know, you guys can go and I'll finish this up myself. And they do the the quick like being polite of like, nah, it's okay. And he's like, nah, don't worry about it. And so they're like, great. And they get really excited. And Boimler uh, lets slip slip that he has made choo choo dance shirts, which is classic Boimler. So great, yeah. Such a yeah. And then uh, also like also I'll plant the seed. Oh, go ahead. Ben. Oh, you you plant the seed because you got no, the no, seed. No, yeah, yeah. This is just the intro. We'll do most of it in a holodeck. But uh, Tendy and Rutherford are talking because they totally like each other. And they're my favorite. Tendy is like, I don't know how to spacewalk. If I'm tasked with spacewalking to grab the salvage, I'm afraid that I'm going to fuck up and die mm-hmm. when I do it. And Rutherford's like, oh, well, we'll just do a training in the holodeck. I created a program to teach people anything in Starfleet. Uh, so they're like, cool, let's go to the holodeck. And we'll go there I later. I also love that she, that she was able to just skip. She's like she skipped it in Starfleet. Yeah, she just got a B got a by B. accident. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I... Dude, Tendi and and Rutherford are my favorite of the like the main it's cast. Great. I think they're so much fun. Totally, it's and, so sweet. They're both like the most wholesome people. Yes, on the show, yeah. it's really really yeah. great. Yeah, it's so nice. Um, so the choo choo dance happens. Uh, they leave the choo choo dance. They're all excited. They're like, great that, that that it actually happened. And they're talking about how like I can't believe they added the third chew in there, the choo choo chew dance. <laughs> and you're like, this is such dumb pop culture talk. Yeah, for yeah. something really that dumb. we've all engaged in. That we've, we've all, all engaged, engaged in. in this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it's reduced like this, you realize how dumb it is. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. It's like when you hear anyone else doing it, you're like, that sounds stupid. <sighs> oh God, you I've idiots. done this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, they come back. But Fletcher is on the yeah, ground. They come back Sorry. to the the cores, and Fletcher's on the ground. Oh, he says, "Oh, I'm so woozy." The core <laughs> or something. <laughs> And this, we're all just gonna do bad Tim Robinson. Yeah, we're gonna do. Aren't we? This is the second time I watched it through. Was when I was like, "Oh, how did I miss that this was Tim Robinson the first time?" Totally. Of course. This, oh, I'm so woozy. <laughs> the first time I watched it, He's, I actually was like, "Who is this person?" And I was like, "I think this is Neil Casey." And then I was like, oh. "For anyone who." who is a comedy nerd they might know who neil casey is but i was and then i saw that it was tim robinson i was like why did i think that was neil casey nope. funny thing <laughs> is you're too much of a comedy funny thing nerd. Is, is neil casey yeah. plays a character in like two episodes from this episode he's he shows up as a character of course yeah. <laughs> who does he play i didn't catch i can't that remember one. who it was but i remember seeing it and going like ah yeah that's neil casey that makes sense like <laughs> <laughs> Neil Casey was in Ghostbusters, right? I'm not crazy about this. Uh, yeah, he was. he was. Yeah, okay. The, the, sure. the new I mean, Ghostbusters. He's, he's, yes. Not old Ghostbusters. Not from the 80s. I also, he's also on Veep. I think he plays um, a Nate Silver type. Yes, on he is on Veep and as well. And he's also one of the people that's made me the laugh the hardest in the live audience ever. Yeah. So. Fun yeah. fact about He's Tim there. Robinson. Sorry, we're getting back yeah. into Tim Robinson. Let's go back. Hey, Sorry. can we talk yeah. about Tim Robinson some more? <laughs> can we talk about yeah. Tim Robinson more, please? <laughs> he actually wrote on SNL for like a long time. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I, I, he wrote around? 64 episodes from 2013 to 2017. Um, and then he wrote two episodes in 2018 and 2019. 
And I think the one year they brought him on as a cast member, people were like, that dude looks scary. Because, like, he's kind of got those, like, dark eyes and he's just kind of weird. Um, so, yeah. Neil Casey was in two episodes and they only have him listed as voice. They don't even give him a character. He was in uh, Temporal <laughs> Edict and uh, No Small Parts. I'm sure we'll hear him again. Yeah. They seem to yeah. be reusing a lot of voices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue about. Uh, 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 can we talk more Tim about? Robinson? Can we get back on track here and talk about no. Tim Robinson? <laughs> L- last thing about Tim Robinson, I didn't know this, but on our cartoon president, he voices Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, so I'm man. sure that's great. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, because sure really it's sound, because all he has to do is say, "Oh, I'm so <laughs> drunk from beer. Yeah. I had a few. I just wanted beers. Beers. <laughs> God, Brett Kavanaugh's such a dick. Hey, we he's all dislike person. him. We don't think Fuck we don't think guy. he's funny in a fun way. Uh, to be clear, yeah, no, uh, we think Tim Robinson being him is funny. Anyways, yeah. we come back and he's oh, I'm so woozy. <laughs> and Boimler and Mariner are like good Starfleet officers, bought, even yeah. though yeah, and they're like oh fuck, and yeah, and so they, they like get on the case. And One more thing, because real quick good, about the about the woozy yeah. line. But Tim Robinson, there's, there's, oh, okay. they definitely let Tim Robinson write his part. Right, they had like to. he he this had to bit. have been part of the writers' room for this because like. Unless, yeah. unless, and I could see this because the writers' room on this is a bunch of comedy people. They yeah. know Tim Robinson's com- comedic voice, and they wrote it yeah. for him. Because yeah. like only Tim Robinson would say something like, "Oh, I'm so woozy." woozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they definitely wrote this for him. <laughs> like you know, they were like, "Oh, this yeah. is gonna be fucking great." Like, <laughs> so so Mariner and 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 um. Boimler are like, well, most likely, I mean, it's probably the Delta, the creepy Delta shift guys, uh, <laughs> which, so we get to see another aspect of Starfleet that we have never seen before. Cause obviously there's gotta be a night, a different shift, yeah, night shift. Uh, yeah. I call it a night shift, but it's just because people are on a different cycles yeah. cause there's no night or day. Yeah. And, uh, I love the really petty way that they give shit to each other. It's like, shouldn't you guys be going to sleep? It's like, yeah. I mean like, Yeah. <laughs> They get to Normally sleep. Normally we would be. They accuse, like, be. Yeah, they accuse, they accuse Delta ship, Shift for this. And then Del, the two people from Delta Shift that like talk are like the leaders are like, there's no way we could have done that. We were also at the choo-choo dance. We were right behind <laughs> you. And then it like cuts to like the same clip we saw of them at the choo-choo dance. And it like zooms in yep. behind them. And they're sitting yeah. there and they're like, yeah, like. They added the third chew. Third chew. And, and that for <laughs> like, for Boimler and Mariner were like, ah, well, that's Shit. evidence right there. How would they know they added a yeah. third chew? Yeah. Um, and long Fletcher story short, take Fletcher's it, story. Fletcher doesn't yeah, take yeah, it. No. Fletcher immediately gets very angry. <laughs> and Don't talk about yeah. my dad. Yeah, he's like. His, he's like. Rips his <laughs> collar open on the sweet uniforms. <laughs> yeah. And I think Mariner says something along the lines of like, "Oh, don't open the collar!" Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like um, biting your thumb at somebody right. on with these yeah. uniforms. So good, uh, it's it's really great. So yeah. yeah, he's he's he he was deflecting. Now he is attacking. Mm-hmm. If we're using Trump terminology, yep. yes, uh, yeah. and he. Uh, Almost gets into a huge fight, but then eventually he's like, okay, so it wasn't that. It was probably the aliens, right? Isn't that the next yeah, day? Yeah, he says about like the Drukmani the and he, he picks up yeah. on the Drukmani and goes like, oh, yeah, you're right. It was probably the Drukmani. 
the aliens. They probably did something weird. Weird. Yeah. And, and then, then Boimler Boim- finds what the like the core in his bed with just a sheet Under over a it. Yeah. <laughs> also, okay. I, you know the fact that there's no. Like the fact that it's under the sheet, and I'm sorry, Dylan, but like it's under the sheet, me, to me implies one, he's an idiot. Fletcher's an idiot, but also yeah. I don't think they really have a lot of storage space. No. So no. I feel like the bed is where you would put anything, right? Totally. Like yeah. if you've got any like magazines or money or anything that you would tuck unless, under the bed. Unless right? he was smarter and they were looking for their their uh, tricorders, right? And they have the little right. things that their little lockers that pop that pop out with like oh, they yeah. just put it in that. Yep. Like he could have pulled all of his shit out of that and put it in there. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> so good. And then so they like interrogate him, and he's like, "Oh, I was working on the thing, and like it was so t- I was so tired, so I decided to like plug so it was my. Hard. It was yeah, tired, it was hard. And it was so hard, and I'm so dumb, and I needed <laughs> to be smarter. <laughs> and so I thought that if I plug myself into the computer, the computer's smart, and it'll make me smarter." <laughs> And he's got this like melon shaped helmet on, and then he just like thunk and like just plugs it straight into his head. I also, it's so good. I'm also almost positive, and I could be wrong, but they gave, uh, Craig, they gave Tim Robinson a script, and they were like, "Here's your script," and he's like, "Cool," and then he just like improvised on top of Rip. it and riffed on it. Yeah, and like, yeah, go definitely. For it. Like, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, oh, it's so good. So, it's and then, so they're like, oh, well, we got to, I guess we can cover for you, maybe. No, wait, never mind. We can't do that. Like, you endangered the ship. You could have started a war with the Jukmani. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then I'm sorry, the core. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I learned my lesson. I, <laughs> <laughs> the core comes to life because it, it actually ended up getting Takes the a part of brain, brain pattern of Fletcher. Yeah, yeah. So a dumb core Wanted just starts trying to make itself smarter. By basically <laughs> so assimilating good. things into its consciousness. It yeah. becomes like a Borg, like a dumb Borg, basically. It's like yeah. a Katamari Damasi Borg yeah. core yeah. thing. <laughs> and uh, it's just like yelling a few things dumb. that Fletcher has said. Yeah. Like, uh, don't talk about my dad. Which is interesting because it says things that he said after yeah. he core Which, interfaced. Is it like, oh, I guess you're right. His, his, his consciousness actual mind maybe um, who knows long story yeah. short <laughs> yeah because we should write we should finish it up they get it to, unless you guys want to talk about tim robinson they get it to the, i mean this is the tim airlock. robinson episode they get it to the airlock they they shoot it out the airlock uh the drukmani have gotten the ship to the point where this is the drax line where he gets where he's really excited to shoot the phasers um and he can't because they waited too. He's like, oh, we waited too long. The phasers aren't <laughs> working anymore. <laughs> and uh, they shoot it out the airlock. They, this thing attacks, yeah. attaches itself to the Drukmani ship, starts to like tear it apart. And they're like, oh, what's that? And then they find out that Fletcher did it. And instead of getting him in trouble, they they basically promote him for quick thinking. Get him off the ship. Yeah, it was Titan. conspired by yeah. uh, Mariner and, and Boimler to get him off the ship. And he gets a job on the Titan, which we find out is Boimler's dream gig. Yeah. Dream gig. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I want to note that Shax, Shax and Tiana, the cat doctor, kiss <laughs> when they they blow up the, yeah. the, Do they really? the ship. Which, yep. Yeah, yeah. And which is a nice... And it comes it's back It's a little seed too. that... Yeah, it does. It come back, comes back A few later. episodes later. Yeah. That's awesome. Um yeah. Cool. A good episode outside of the holodeck. Too. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah. I think. yeah. Yeah. Totally. 
Because uh, Tim Robinson's in it. Tim Tim Robinson's in it. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if we mentioned. I don't know if you guys that. know, but Tim Robinson's in this episode. Tim Robinson's in this episode. I feel like yeah. this is a classic. White guys, like oh yeah, we love Bunch Tim Robinson. People cover for him. Just He's tall. Three white guys talking <laughs> about white Tim guys Robinson. comedy. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. There's Asik right now. Is like, right, could you talk a little bit about Come my on, guys? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I really hope Asik's listening. Um, I, might, I hope I'm saying it properly, too. Fuck. Just stop saying it. Asik. Asik. I'm so sorry. Whatever it is. Should we check out uh, the, uh, the archives? Yeah. Yes. Let's check out the archives. Check out the archives. Accessing Starfleet Archives. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh man, Whew. that concert was. Oh, I am so glad that they brought the concert for the Choo Choo Dance back again. That was so cool. Remember, we had tickets for the second concert, and then they had to cancel oh, yes. it because of the whole Drukbani attack. Yeah, that was a real bummer. I mean, it was a huge relief. It was a bummer that we missed the concert, but it was not a bummer for me. I made so much money that night. Uh I mean, you. What do you mean, money? What? Uh, Lieutenant no- Commander Pert Lewis, what do you mean? Nothing, nothing. Uh, sorry, I... The ship was nearly destroyed. Shields went down to zero percent. We were preparing to escape on escape pods. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was pretty tense, I remember. I, I, We missed the concert because of it. That was the major bummer of it. Okay, okay. Lieutenant Commander, you said... You're being real dodgy. Well, how did you... Yeah, how did you make money off of... The Drukmani attack. So, okay, so you guys can't tell anyone this, obviously, um, but I made a boatload of money. Uh, I sold the location of the trash yard to the Drukmani. I didn't know it was going to be, like, bad. Like, I didn't know that, you know, we were going to have to fight. I thought we weren't going to be, I, I just didn't think things were going to go bad. Hurt. There was an Antares class starship there. There are Federation secrets on those vessels. I didn't. How am I? It just—it's trash, you know. Yeah, it's who, they, why would we know that, OPEC? Yeah. But we are all Federation officers, Lieutenant Commander to Space. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, That's, yeah. I'm barely a Lieutenant that. Commander. Like I barely like I just got promoted from from Lieutenant we, from like. Come on, I'm lieutenant. Why would to I, lieutenant commander? Why would I know that? You yourself mentor several crew members. That's yeah. true. That's true. At a time, you people look up to you, lieutenant commander space, mm-hmm. for yeah. guidance on how to be a Starfleet officer. I feel like this would be something that is pretty basic. I mean, I didn't know. So if Tom didn't know, you might just okay. Be- I, I knew. I was just trying to like. That's like the one of the first things you I know? teach people when I mentor uh, people is, you know, like always just kind of like whatever the consensus of the room is, like go along with it. And if there's a split down the center, just pick whichever side you think is going to come out ahead, you know? Oh, like the way that you are doing so right now. Lying. Yeah. You teach them to lie. I wouldn't necessarily call it lying. You guys know uh, Fletcher, uh, Ensign Fletcher, who just got promoted over to uh, the Titan? Yeah, kids, yes. kids are real. A rising star in Starfleet. Yeah. He was, was one of mine. Dickhead, he was but... one of mine. 
I am entering. Really? really? You, of course. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I was very surprised by Fletcher's solution. I had not seen that kind of initiative from him before. You guys want to know a secret? <sighs> yes. Yeah. That wasn't a, really a solution on his part. I've been in that situation many a time. Uh, that was panic. He accidentally so, did that stuff. Uh, yeah. That sounds like Fletcher. Kid's a real yeah, dickhead. Sounds, I don't know if you've sounds ever. Sounds a lot like space, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know the uh, phrase "fake it till you make it." Yes. Yes. Uh, I I like to use that phrase, but I also like to use the phrase of um, "lie until you uh, succeed." Oh, hmm. I was going to say "die" or "cry." Nope, that's uh, it. those I, yeah. are those are great, but lie until you <laughs> succeed. How did that work in the board collective? Um, you can't lie in the board collective because everyone uh, is, uh, you know. So how yeah. do we know yeah. because you, uh, sorry, um, pick sides uh, so often? How do we know that you're telling the truth ever? What? It seems like Man, you lie the choo-choo a dance lot. is such a great dance. Like, oh, thank yeah, you. it is. It is what a you, dance. Why are you? Why are you yeah. saying thank you, Lopec? It's like you. Oh, you came oh. up with it or something. Oh, I, yes, I thought you were complimenting me because uh, a few months ago I began the trend of going through the Cerritos doing the choo-choo dance as a social experiment. I was at first doing it alone, but then uh, uh, Billups joined in, and from there most of the engineering staff joined in. And Are you trying to tell me kind of you created you, the choo-choo dance? Well, I cannot say that I created... Perhaps there was a sort of parallel thinking. I doubt that I am the first person to come up with a choo-choo dance. However, I did start doing it, again, as a social experiment. Mm. Uh, I did not, I could not believe, however, how it took a life of its own. It's really infectious. You really were onto something there, Lopec. I, I can't stop choo-choo dancing. Yeah. It's awesome. The, the simplicity you, of it is quite elegant. Did you come up with the third choo in the choo-choo yeah. choo no. dance? No, that was completely organic. Uh, at this point, the choo-choo-choo dance is completely... I am divorced from it, you know. In a way, it is a child that wow. I helped bring into the world, but now I must allow to grow and do its own thing. It's totally evolving before our yeah. eyes. That's hey, Bert, where did you put the money from the Drakmani? Where did I put it? Yeah, because, I mean, that you, that's dirty money, you know. I wouldn't say it's dirty. I'd say uh, we had a clean interaction. You know, it's not dirty, well, but uh, way to ship did way to take the space air. approach to this and just lie. I'm not lie. Okay, this isn't a lie. If you want to know where the money it is, it's in my mattress. There's a lot of money in my mattress. Okay, um, I and. Again, how was I supposed to know things were going to get super fucked? I thought that they were just going to be, you know, you just hop in, take a couple things, and then get out of there. Um, mm. It's a good thing Fletcher was there to uh, yeah. bungle his way uh, up, if you know what I, I just, mean. I'm reading off of this pad here. I just got to – there's an opening for a lieutenant position on the Titan already. Oh, yeah? Oh. It would seem that Fletcher is – been demoted and transferred back to Starfleet Academy. Well, that was bound to happen eventually. I mean, <laughs> as we know, Fletcher's kind of a fuck up. Hey guys, yeah. do you know what I can afford now because of that so-called dirty money? Check this out. 
three VIP private performances by the Zebulon sisters next what? month. They're coming back, all three of us. Doing the choo-choo, choo dance. We should head to Holodeck 3 and practice the choo-choo-choo dance. Ooh, yeah. I agree. That's a great idea. Shall we go now? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Badgie can help us. Choo. Oh, yes. A good program, I hear. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. All right, so the Holodeck. The Holodeck. So- this this is so good. So they enter the holodeck I, and we got classic so holodeck yellow lines. And then foods of the holodeck and we get this character called Badgie, which is basically Badgie. the Microsoft Microsoft Clippy. Yeah, paperclip. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent the paperclip. Which is paperclip. Honestly, such a great I think why I love this so much is that's such a great joke. And that's such a great idea to introduce into the holodeck. Yeah. And it's it it plays so well. It's so good. It's surprising that there's never been a character like this. I mean, people use it to train and stuff all the time. That's been demonstrated. Yeah. But yeah, you would probably want an interface to make it a little bit easier. Exactly. And and just like Clippy, it has gone terribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. So uh, they boot up uh, Badgie. And Badgie's like, welcome to the holodeck. Like, well, how can I help you? Kind of a thing. And yeah. Jack McBrayer's voice is perfect for Badgie. Uh, so perfect. And uh, they're like, okay, well, Rutherford's like, load this, or it talks to so spacewalk. Tendi, do yeah. the spacewalk. And the first like inclination we get that something's wrong is the loading bar shows up and like gets stuck. It's dead eyes. <laughs> Classic Windows yeah. operating system. Like, I don't know if it's actually loading or if I should restart the computer. And you like start clicking the mouse. You're like, maybe click the mouse, it'll help it go faster. Like, yeah. No. It's Run a Mac, slow. you get the spinning wheel. Like, yeah. I'll respect it while it does the spinning or the wheel. Beach ball of death sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and that happens. And they do it and it works. Yeah. But then they're in space and they're like, cool. So let's mm-hmm. let's load up the program that we like let's get all the stuff that we need to get and this is when it it starts loading again and it doesn't really work this time and that's when rutherford like <laughs> really goes into it and it's like Badgie. i love him because rutherford is doing we find out later but rutherford's doing this to impress tendy and so he's yeah, like totally he, he's like kind of getting pissed off real quick so at, the, at the program being like yeah. Badgie, stop it Load, load, and he like keeps hitting it basically, like old school tech. Like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. T- Tendy's like, the, the it's okay, television. it's okay, and he's like, no, it's fine. Like this, this happens all the time. God damn it, like <laughs> fucking work. He's like, it's fine. Like I don't know. You piece of motherfucking shit, motherfucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> like if Badgie was a car, like. <laughs> It's yeah. okay. We don't have to take your car. No, it's okay. Don't don't worry. It's like, no, no, no. no. It, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think know how to work my car. <laughs> I think we've all been in that situation where somebody's like, "It's fine." You're like, "This isn't about you. <laughs> the this situation. is about me and the machine." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "It's my I relationship. And I have to finish this now. And I have to Shit. finish it." <laughs> So we'll just do something else. Like we will not do something else. This will yeah, work this is going eventually. To work. Yeah. This was working uh, literally right before we started. Before. This. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my thing. This was just working. Uh, so Badgie's like, "You got it." Like he says, his, "That's his little catchphrase." Like whenever he's like, "Yeah, I'm loading the program," and he does it, and it loads. 
and there's a nice little romantic scene. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so I think, cute. Yeah, they the get boots. their magnet the mag boots stuck together. Yeah, they did a mag boots, and by accident, the boots stick together. And so cute. They're so cute. Yeah, but they—they're not like they're—they're they're just friends at this point. But yeah, they're, they're yeah. so cute. And then Badgie goes wrong, <laughs> uh, and uh, basically becomes homicidal and wants yeah. to kill Tries Rutherford to kill. because Rutherford is his dad, and he's basically being abusive. 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 He kicks him and says, "Like, work, you stupid glitch." Yeah. <laughs> Kicks him, uh, and that's it. Should what be I noted did. too that when the Drukmani ship attacks, it seems to hit yeah. the systems, and it might also have something to do with the core mm-hmm. that Fletcher fucked up. Yeah. So the safeties, like the the holodeck program, says that the safeties are turned, which off. is like the Safety yeah, it's protocols. the inciting event of like, oh, the safeties were keeping Badgie from becoming she homicidal, killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he like rips. He like bites his his spacesuit like a yeah. little hole in it. And then uh, Rutherford's like, let's get out of here. Um, and they go to a, uh, what is it, the marketplace? The uh, Bajoran marketplace. Bajoran. When they go to the Bajoran marketplace, <clears throat> this is when it really kicked into gear for totally. me. Because I was like, oh, yeah. Ooh, this is classic like adventure like situation. They they're put in the this, hoods yeah, on. they put the hoods on. They're in like a marketplace. And, Badgie and Badgie just Badgie's like ripping heads ripping off. Necks. <laughs> ripping off arms. And he's like basically swearing after. Uh, after them being yeah. like, I'm gonna cut your head off and bathe in your blood. <laughs> he, he says he always says something like, "Fun fact, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> kill you." <laughs> yeah, and then Tenny's like, "That's not a fun fact." <laughs> fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, so like running they're, away. they're running up the the steps of the Bajoran up to I, the, the temple. I will say um, along those lines of like how he's saying all these things. Um, I think this goes to show how either good this writing staff is uh, at voice or the fact that they let these bigger comedic guest stars, because we kind of talked about it with Tim Robinson and and with Jack McBrayer as well, uh, write. They either let these bigger guest stars come in and write in the writer's room their parts or they just really know these guest stars' comedic voice because this is another like classic Jack McBrayer-style character like you see yeah. on 30 Rock uh, and, and anything else he plays because he's got this such nice demeanor when he says something yeah. so, like, ridiculously uh, bloody or whatever, yeah. you know? Well, even, like, Billups, like Paul Shear, yeah. that it's, like, perfect. Like, that yeah. character and the, the, what they write for him is perfect. I mean, seeing as, I, I think, are there are at least two or three improvisers that I recognize from the UCB yeah. scene on the writing mm-hmm. staff. And I would imagine these people, yeah, they're very good at voice. I think you're right about that, Darius. That, um, so it's probably 50-50, yeah. you know, like well, they yeah. probably give, person creates They give these yeah. big guest stars and these even smaller guest stars their, their stuff. And then they're like, now that you understand kind of like what we're going for, they, and since it's voice acting, they're like, just, you know, do a few improvised takes of it. Yeah. And that's where their voice really I comes think, out. I think that's where the show shines for me. And I think that's why I think this episode is so good is they do have these two guest stars and they write for them or let them write themselves so good to play what works for them. Um, and I think the, the show kind of finds its footing in these last few episodes. And I think that's what is really good about it Mm -hmm. is the guest stars they have and like really knowing, obviously what's funny and stuff, but, um, 
Yeah. It, it feels to me more Trekkie than, uh, again, like Discovery or yeah. Picard in that sense, because I feel the serialized shows of TNG, original series, DS9, Voyager, the guest star shout outs exist on our show because they really do kind of frame episodes around guest yeah. stars. Absolutely. Like, who is going to be this new character in this? It's, yeah. it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And what, yeah. So I think that this show does that. So yeah. more so than those other shows. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, with the, so, so Badgie. Badgie's chasing them. They're running, they're hiking up these stairs to the temple in this Bajoran uh, marketplace. And they realize that Badgie's starting to get real tired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that, like, I love that Tendi at a certain point is like, come on, Badgie, you can do it. And she's like, why am I doing that? Like, <laughs> you got this, Badgie. Why am I doing it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, rather, I love that her character game is so strong totally. that she's like, I support you. <laughs> Rutherford points out that, like, oh, the, the elements shouldn't be affecting Badgie. So if he's getting tired, maybe we can freeze him out. And so they switch to, like, a cold, snowy mountain. Uh, and this, which he calls Environment Eighty Three, yeah. which really is a, is a, for me, it's a call to the rec room of the original 100%. of the you know what? animated series. This actually it reminded me of the rec room, but this actually reminded me of there's an episode of Voyager where they go onto this. Uh, these aliens are capturing people and taking them off their planets, and then putting them in these little holodeck like. Uh, things like cells and they do it to voyager they take voyager and they put them in their own little habitat um and there's there's like 10 or 15 of them when they eventually break out and there's a chase scene where uh tom paris and somebody else they find this like super cold environment they're like yeah let's freeze them out and they run in there and the guys follow them in there and they're like we're gonna die it's so fucking cold it's tom and balana and the dudes are like we can't fucking like survive in here. Yeah. yeah. I love that stuff. I love, I love when Star Trek is like, let's use the environment. We're outgunned. We're outclassed. We're out. So it's very Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. But this feels like a nod to uh, both of those. But yeah, it really, really I, reminded yeah. me of that scene from the animated series. Uh, totally. I even Googled like practical Joker environment. I, I didn't have quite enough time to watch yeah. a practical Joker again to see if they go to environment 83. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I wonder if, if they would go that deep, but it definitely that's a deep. the ship the ship that's in the salvage yard is in the animated series. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, so that's that's cool. That's a little reference. So, so maybe yeah. they would. Um, uh, who knows? I, I I love the dialogue in this sequence where like it's like Badgie's catching up, and she's like, "Is he? Are we losing him?" He's like, "Yeah, we're fine. Keep going." And he turns around like grimly, and like we have this, yeah. we have I have this like fight it, I kill my kids scene. Basically, it's so epic, father. It's so epic, and then they start to fight, and they're it's having so like good. a dialogue back and forth. It's really, really. And fantastic. then it ends with the, Rutherford snapping Badgie's neck. He fucking snaps his neck and screaming, <laughs> Badgie! Badgie! Yeah, looks up at the sky and screams, the, I, Badgie. I gotta say, the animators did a great job with like the. It's kinetic. Yeah. The fight is really good. Yeah. It's, a, it's a horizontal fight. You get to see a lot of the action. And I love the environmental stuff they're doing. Like the holodeck is falling up, falling apart. Mm-hmm. Like you see the cracks in it while they're yeah. fighting. And he's, yeah. yeah. Really good stuff, yeah. guys. Yeah. So and then, props to that. That's stuff that you wouldn't see, be able to see totally. in, in TNG. Mm-hmm. He snaps Badgie's neck. Uh, the holodeck returns to a regular holodeck. And then Badgie shows back <laughs> up and he's like, hi, how can I help you? And they're like, oh, I love that. Does he remember that okay. we <laughs> killed him? <them?" laughs> uh, end program. 
And then they leave, and he's like, "I'm always here." He's like, "I'll be and, like, here." The door closes. Always yeah, always here. I'm always here. <laughs> I love that looming threat now. Like, I love that they've created this character that, like, it's also can fuck with. Kind anything. of insane that Rutherford's created this character that just basically lives in the holiday. Like, is a is a semi. Well, like, that's happened before. Yeah, I know, but like Jordy. <laughs> but it's a and it's conscious. It's, character it's like a it's like a moriarty style like conscious character yeah, that's living totally. within the holodeck that's what this it's, it's moriarty is lower decks is moriarty yeah, yeah it's gonna take he's gonna take over the ship at some point absolutely yeah. like he's gonna <laughs> definitely gonna be there <clears throat> it, it is this this episode i just checked because i was like did john cochran also write the finale because there's so many bits in this episode that, that echo up. in the finale uh-huh. yeah but i um he didn't so <laughs> i guess they just the writers' room is really unified in how they plant things. So good for That's them. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys want to rate, yeah, rate this? Yes, let's rate it. All right. So for dialogue, what do you guys have? Dialogue's good. I think it's so good. Yeah, I think their dialogue back and forth, the jokes that they have hit. Uh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. In the fight, especially, I just really like. It was just classic. It's very yes. much the genre, but it's it's good. It Not running it really now, does. father. Father, Father. In, this ends now, Badgie. <laughs> um, oh, I the the cute line like I just did it because she's look at her, she's so cute, so cute. Like, he's so. <laughs> I, I give it a, a four point five. Oh, yeah, yeah, same, samezies, samezies. I don't I know why it doesn't get that extra point five from me. I think I'm. I, I think we're all. For me, I'm hesitant because I'm like. This could be the best holodeck episode that we've ever watched in my brain. I don't think it will be, it could be. but I'm hesitant. Yeah. I'm hesitant. It's got everything. It's got it all. I feel like the romance in this is legit romance. It's really too. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 real and yeah. wholesome. Yeah. Cuz it's And whilst there's not like I mean it is. The whole thing is about it is romance. The whole situation is yeah. that. It's like a weird meet cute kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, but also like this is they're friends and like they both kind of like each other and yeah, this is kind of a rom com. The whole holiday stuff happens because of the romance. God, I think I think, I think it's I a, have to give it a five. I for think romance. it's a five because it's, I'm think giving it, it a four. Yeah. Point it's five a rom com episode basically because the, while there's a lot of romance involved, there isn't a lot of like romantic uh, like uh, scenic pieces. So that's why it loses that's that fair. five for me. There's no, there's no rowboat. <laughs> there's no rowboat. <laughs> there's not a bucket of rocks. I took a ride in a rowboat. <laughs> uh, how about action? Man, the this, action is so is good. Great. It's good action. Yeah. The only, the only we've used this standard before. So for me, I'm gonna give it a four because I don't think the events in the holodeck are impacting the ship. This the other way around in this episode. But we haven't given that gets for action. The- That's been a thing yeah, that we've for given action. for stakes. Stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. You're action right. for me, I don't know why, and I'm going to say this anyways, and I'm going to stick to my guns on this. It. I'm going to give it a four. It loses a whole point because it's animated. Is that weird? Yeah. Like, no, it's, like that's it's easier fine. to do. Yeah. Like, I, if it was, I kind of agree with that. If it, I, for some reason, for me, action needs live action. It's in it. It's in the name. Live Before action. To feel like, like it has stakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm giving it. Like, yeah. I. I don't know. I. 
I watch The Incredibles or like you know movies like that where the action is just really fucking good. Yeah. It's it's hard to do. You know, you have to get movement right and to make things feel like they have impact. And I think this did like like I winced when Badgie stabbed Rutherford yeah. with an ice ice shard. He's ripping like, those dudes' yeah. heads off too. You're like, yeah, oh. it was really visceral. The sound design on it is really good <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. So personally, I, I understand where you're coming from, Darius. But personally, for me, it worked, and I'll, I'm going to give it cool. a five. As I'm going to well. go with the four or five. I'm going to go kind of cool. in between because the animation, it's definitely cool. a th- yeah uh, suspense. There's there's that moment where you see Badgie cracking and the camera slowly zooms mm, yeah. on him yeah. and the music tension. Yeah, Chris West Chrissy West's music cue West. is great. Mm-hmm. I uh, think suspense for me not, is probably yeah. gonna get the lowest score. Cause while there's me suspense, too, yeah. you know exactly what's going on. And the suspense happens yeah. early on in the holodeck. So there yeah. is some, but it's not a lot. I'm gonna it's go like with like a three point five. Oh, okay. It's way higher than I yeah. was gonna be. I'm going to say two for me. Okay. I was going to go two, five. Cool, cool. Next uh, is camp. I There's think some it's campy stuff. Campy. I mean, the guy. Di- Badgie as Clippy is itself so very campy. campy. And the way Rutherford is like his conversations with Badgie when they're fighting. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. It's super it's campy. So campy. Totally. Yeah. It totally is. It's full of riddled with cliches, and it's great. Yeah, it's cheesy. Uh, it's yeah. Even the romance is campy. Like oh, like their mag boots are yeah. connected. Which is yeah. The last one we did, we had a hard time with camp because it was all jokes. But this one, like, it is campy, and I think it yeah. legitimately it, like. I think it also like benefits from the fact that it has a bunch of comedians saying these lines because they understand. Yeah, they understand. They get camp that this is all like camp this is all based off of something else right so it's all derivative yeah, yeah. so it feels campy i'm i'm gonna give it give it a five a four and a half you're giving it a five good okay i'm giving it a four and a half because it's animated because it's animated <laughs> i'm gonna go with a four with five two four five uh stakes stakes he's gonna rip his fucking head off so stakes, yeah we know what bad you can do stakes early for me are uh there's personal stakes but the ship doesn't really seem like it's in danger. So while there's like stakes within, and I guess you could argue the fact that like if they die, then Badgie could continue to go out and kill more murder, people kill. With, within the the ship. But the way it's set up for me is like Tendi and Rutherford are in danger, a lot of danger. But the full crew complement, not in danger because of the holodeck. Yeah. It would just they would could just delete the program from yeah. the terminal outside, yeah. I guess so. I don't know. I this is a hotly debated topic on how we judge these things, but like it is purely in the holodeck. If I'm judging just like what's happening, the stakes are really high for me, especially with what Badgie's saying. Badgie's like, "I'm gonna rip your spleen out." Like, like that's a big deal. Like, you're not just gonna yeah. die. You're gonna get fucking like ch- chopped to bits by this psycho. And- Badgie. I I agree, and I'll also add that there are emotional stakes in two directions for Rutherford. He has to oh. kill his creation, yeah. and also <laughs> he's on this date. Yeah, date. And it could his creation could kill her. Yeah, like I'm gonna give it a four or five. It's not getting the five because I agree, Darius. It's not gonna blow up the Cerritos probably. I was gonna yeah, give it, but there, it could it could develop into a more. I was gonna situation. give it a three, but with 
the addition of what you brought up about emotional stakes for Rutherford, I'm going to give it a four. It's going to, it's going to get docked a whole point for not endangering the whole ship. Sure. I'm going to go with a four or five because of the spleen ripping. Oh my God. Drinking of the blood. Holy shit. This might be number one. I think this might be the best. (laughs) See, I told you at the beginning of the episode, I think this might be the best holodeck episode ever. So far. (laughs) So far. Computer. What is the final score? Calculating. 4.25. A clean 4.25. Is that second? Wow. It's second. Yeah. Orman Bashir <laughs> has retained its spot. <laughs> I, I think Bashir really... What, I think what's Arman Bashir? Good. What's the point? 4.611. Yeah. I think Arman Bashir gained a lot of extra points for being early on in our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes, but Armin Bashir hits all the points so well. At some point. It's kind of like, it's like how when people are like, Iron Man is the fucking best MCU movie. It's like, it's good. It's not as good as people remember it. We're going to have to maybe like 100 episodes into this, re-rate our top five. Revisit. Or like at the very end of the episode, go like. Or first first, five. Yeah, like first top five. All right, let's go back, make sure. Like. I, I, I do think Armin Bashir is. Fantastic. But a whole Still. a whole four like a whole four like point four points better than this episode. Actual guess, action. Gonna, actual you know, action. Been, not animated. Yeah. Big stakes. Yeah. Everyone's in it. Yeah. The action's no, great. Okay. <laughs> I think I think here's here's where Armand Bashir would lose points. Yeah. Because it, it got four point eight three points for romance. Yeah. And I think now it would score lower. I think it would. Because yeah. At the time we we're like, yeah, there are ladies in it and they are interested in the men. It you know, sounds we're like, like we, we started this when we were thirteen year olds. <laughs> exactly. Like she's yeah, like Kira's wearing a slit and Whoa. Terry Farrell's hair is down. We're very excited. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's where it would it would lose its points. Yeah. Uh, everything well. else is I think about right though for that episode. Um, anyway. What a blast. What are what are we gonna do next week? Uh, we're going to do Halloween. We're going to, cause, because this is coming out the week, the Wednesday before Halloween, we're going to do a spooky episode, spooky, a spooky episode, uh, for Halloween. And, and what is it? Uh, Jan pre, pre, uh, prefacing this episode, Jan said that this is probably the scariest episode of Star Trek and he had nightmares of, about Ever. it after he watched yeah. it. I'll, I'll be honest. Like I stand by that. I haven't watched it since I was a kid. It's one that I skip because it's so scary, so scary. scary for me. Wow. Uh, this it's, is awesome. it's called Schisms. It's season six, episode five of The Next Generation. I'm curious to see if it holds up. Like, I'm kind of afraid of watching it and being like, oh, I was kind of lame, actually. Oh, I was scared of nothing. <laughs> I, I was scared because I, I was, was a, a kid. child. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I really do think it's super spooky. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, Hell Yeah. And yeah. we'll turn off the lights and watch we, that episode. We, we'll have to come up with a like a Halloween based bit or or like segment for this episode. Ooh, ooh, ooh I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's maybe it's just Halloween and we're <laughs> trick or treating. Yeah. Oh man, that's so exciting. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we'll have to find a different track by Bodyline for our intro and outro music. Pew, pew, pew. And, and ask Midwest Collective for permission to use and it. And we'll make it sound like there's a bunch of cobwebs on our on on our podcast. We're talking oh, through a bunch of cobwebs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening to Trek to the Holodeck. Uh, we are available on uh, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That's where you can listen to us. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Uh, make sure to leave a comment. Leave a review. That helps us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we're also on Instagram. Post memes and whatnot. Uh, check out our Discord. We got a Discord where we talk about Star Trek and share news and all sorts of fun stuff, especially because uh, new discoveries coming out or is out yeah. right now. Yeah. So, like, we're going to be talking about that a lot on the Discord. And if you need to get to um, our Discord, uh, go to our Instagram and uh, and go to our link, link tree, tree and you'll get the Discord link there. Also, if you want to watch us record our episodes, we're on Twitch. We record uh, on Saturdays uh, starting at 630 Seven, somewhere between six thirty and seven. We're the only time Pacific slot time. in which anyone is recording Star Trek content. <laughs> Saturdays it's six thirty. <laughs> I don't think we are anymore. Yeah. We're not. I think another podcast. I think there's a few other no, podcasts that record at that time. Nah, um, just us. <laughs> the computer voice is provided by Verona Blue. Thanks, Verona Blue. And as always. Fuck Viacom CVS. Viacom CVS. Fuck Viacom CVS. <laughs> That's going to get us in a lot of trouble at some point, I think. It once is. We're, some once point, we get a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, once we do like a watch along and like the algorithms pick it up and they listen to everything and they just hear, they clip every single one of like, yeah. fuck Viacom CVS. Fuck Viacom CVS. <laughs> fuck you, Viacom CVS. <laughs> hey, There's like a transcript. Viacom CVS, we pay for your content, okay? I pay yeah, for I, I pay for CBS All Access, and I only watch new Star Trek on it. So. Yeah, that's all we do. Your and, strategy is working. Yeah, you're making money off of us, and we don't even get paid to do this. Yeah, we're we literally don't. just sucking us of money. So that's what you're yeah. doing. Fuck you. So fuck, thank you. Fuck off. And fuck. Yeah. Everybody, have a great one. Yeah. See you next week. Terminate program. spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 